Hi guys, and welcome to another Lockdown Live. I must say, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy these now and I'm kind of getting used to them. So I've managed to get another guest. So I want to welcome him today, um, H Darmy or H, whatever you want to, whatever you want to be called. Um, how are you? I'm very well, man. How are you doing, bro? Thanks for having me yeah. on. Yeah, no worries, no worries. And, and how's like the lockdown treating you? How's... Yeah, lockdown is lockdown, man. Just like everyone else, just... Um... Hanging in there, I think, you know what I mean? It's coming up to, what, six weeks now? And um, that's it, just hanging in, man. Just hoping that this all blows away a uh, quick time because the kids need to go back to school. Yeah, yeah. Well, with summer holidays, <laughs> some, then, summer holidays yeah, exactly. by the time. Mate, the ready. summer holidays are starting and that's it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, man, just, um, you know what I mean? Just hoping this all sort of wipes out and um, everyone's just back to normal, man, because it's a massive, I think, it's a massive knock um, on everyone's lives, you know what I mean? whatever backgrounds they are, whatever they do in terms of work. And it's just literally sat people, sat people down, man. And I think um, everyone's done it, but I'm just hoping that the figures of this whole death rate and this stuff goes low and yeah. back to normal, man. But yeah, just um, lockdown, DIY, cooking, <laughs> washing dishes. Yeah, and cooking. Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything to fill the time, I guess, right? So I guess for, for, for people that don't know you, you're obviously a, a performer, a Punjabi singer. Um, funny enough, we went to the same high school as well. Oh, man, crazy, bro. Yeah, it's a small world. Um, and like, how long have you been doing that? And, and, and kind of how, when, when did you release your, like, your first track and stuff? Just so people can understand how long. Yeah, been. so in, in a nutshell, how I started off, um, I come from a musical background. You know, my father's an Asian pop singer. Who started out in the 1980s and um, they were the band called Hira, H-W-E-R-A and they were the first sort of few bands that mi mixed folk music with westernized music and combined it and sort of started that trend. Um, then so I've, you know, I mean I'm very blessed to, you know I mean, being born into a family where my father's an Asian pop singer and he was traveling the world and so I've always had music in my sort of blood. I mean, I was around music 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I started getting interested when I started playing the drums, the Indian drum called the door. So I started playing it as a young kid. And then when I went to, I was at Cranford High School, first Cranford community, and I was actually enjoying dancing, doing dance competitions, etc. And then when I went to Heathlands, obviously that's where um, the same school that we went to. Yeah. Now, when I was in sixth form, there was an event called Eastern Evening, which is like um, just for charity, getting together, a lot of people doing performances. And it was a group of us that started actually performing. And that's where I took the, sta the stage to sing. And I actually enjoyed it, you know, I actually enjoyed it. And that was my sort of little bug that caught me back then. And then going on to University of Kingston, any opportunity I had to perform at, you know, I mean, social events or SU events, I was there. And from there, man, it was just like, you know what I mean? It was just that bug inside me that I love performing. And go down the line, I mean, I've graduated, I've got a great job, you know what I mean, with a reputable firm. And I bumped into an idol who I would, you know what I mean, that time I was like, oh, I need to work with this guy. I need to work with this guy. And it was a time where I used to, like, because I used to just perform at home, you know, in front of a mirror, just like that whole, just get that sort of, you know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Start, songs that you like, you start performing this and that. And I used to shout him out, Rishi Rich. I used to yo, I must shout to my bro Rishi, and I've never met him in my life, you know? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was a thing, and I actually got introduced to him, you know? And he said to me that, hey, um, yeah, man, he goes, I've heard a lot about you. And he goes, you should come down, we should work together. And that for me was like, wow, you know what I mean? From... Yeah. 
kid who was acting out his dreams and now his dreams come true. You know what I mean? So that's like my thing, like saying to everyone now is that act out your dreams because um, they do come true. And that's what happened to me, man. And from then, um, I mean, released my debut album in 2008. And that's it. I've been, I've been not, one out for how many years? 11 years. <laughs> Uh, released, released a number of singles, you know, in collaboration in the meantime, mm. um, during this um, this whole sort of like, but um, yeah, man, just enjoying music. Did you, did you sort of then like you know you obviously graduated and you said oh. like that you were working and all that? Did you kind of just think I'm gonna leave that and I'm just gonna chase my dream now, or did you kind of transition slowly and maybe still work, try and do them both for a bit and then move over, or did you just think I'm just gonna go for it? <clears throat> do you know what is. It's crazy, man, because back when I was studying, I wanted to get, I was like, obviously I was into music and stuff. Um, I used to say to my mum and dad that, listen, I used to do this, this, so listen, study, graduate. After that, whatever you want to do, we'll support you. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, as a kid, obviously, if there's kids watching right now and they want to pursue their dreams, whatever it is, um, you know what I mean? Just always remember that your parents always want to give you the best advice, you know? And I'm saying that after because now I think, do you know what? When I've done that, I've graduated, um, I've got my job, and my, when I had this opportunity with music, it was even my dad said to me, look, either you do music and focus on it and give it your 100%, yeah. do your job, or, you know what I mean, just don't sort of split your mind and split your concentration kind of thing. And yeah. I got more backing than I expected, man, and that's it, I just, I knew that this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm just like, do you know what? I have to sacrifice uh, one thing or the other, and now I've done what I needed to do in terms of studies and graduated, had a great job. Um, but yeah, sacrifice, man. Sometimes you have to do that, you know what I mean? And I didn't work for a whole year and a half before releasing my first album, before even making any money. I didn't make money for a couple of years. Um, but um, I believed in myself, I believed in what I, I mean, the whole team. And yeah, man, that's how it was. Yeah. Was that, was that scary though? Like when you, you, know, you, you think, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to chase my dream. But then as you say, you didn't make money for like a year, maybe two years. So once you've done that first year, do you start to think, did you have days where you thought, I might just give this up and go back to working because I can at least get some money? Or did you think that nah, I'm definitely going to do this? Yeah, no, I did. You know, I mean, I did have them times because um, you know, I come from a uh, sort of, I come from a normal family. You know I mean, like we're not like, my family, we're not like sitting on, you know, I mean, pads and, you know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. we're like a working class family, you know. And, but the thing was that um, I did have those moments, but I didn't sort of give up, you know. And I was working at the airport at the same time. And when I was doing this, I was working part time. Um, you know, I mean, my full time I left, but then part time I kept at the airport. Yeah, yeah. And I was still, you know, I mean, just working my way through. But the thing is that you find a balance, you know, you find a balance. And if you believe in something and you want to go for it, um, you have to go for it. And that's one thing I'm glad I didn't sort of rely on anyone. I didn't rely on my parents, I didn't rely on my sister, I didn't rely on no one to financially sort of just always, you know, I mean, give me something. I work my way through, you know, my education mm. and everything. And I think that's so important, you know. And I think because I started working since the age of 16, that sort of maturity came. Otherwise, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, you know, I mean, abusing mm. kind of thing. But um, yeah, man, but I knew that, you know what, this music, I just knew I had to do this. And I was like, no, nah, this ain't going to stop. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I was on full force, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, so you said like first album and stuff in 2008. So obviously your first track would have been like around them as well. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Was, what was that feeling like when you had that first track that went out? Like what, what, how, like pride is, is one thing, but I mean, just was it, were you nervous thinking, I hope people like it? Were you thinking that nah, people will definitely like it? Or what was it, what was it like? It was bad because um, when I started, uh, when I started recording and um, I had, I had a first track, which is Hedia, which is a slower track. Mm. That was actually aired on BBC Asian Network, Adel Radio, you know what I mean? Prime time radio presenter. Yeah. And um, he introduced that. I remember I was with my mum and my sister, and we drove down to my cousin's house, and I quickly told him, if it'll be quiet, I'll play my track kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, my song's being played, and they're proper hyping me, and I'm sitting here, what's going on, kind of thing, you know? And... I didn't know what to expect, you know what I mean? Because I went in with no expectations. Because yeah. When you're at that sort of age and when you're sort of just so hungry in what you're doing, I don't think you expect anything. It's all organic, you know? That's, that's the books happening. It's very organic. Like, let's just, you know what I mean? Go with the flow. But it hit me when, um, you know what I mean? Actually, when, um, when Rishi used to take me on the road and I was performing on gigs that just advertised hate on. Everyone's like, who the heck is he? Kind of yeah. Mm. yeah music. And it was, I was going to gigs where there were people looking at me, just like crossing their arms, just like. <laughs> but again, it was just going out there. I mean, I was thrown in the deep end. And when the track was released um, and we had sort of like one track after the other, it was only when I drove out on my road um, in Heston, that's where I grew up, Heston Hauser. That's where I live. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like my mum and dad still live there, and I, I drove out the road, and I saw back then they used to promote by um, literally flyers and um, built like say, yeah, 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 literally stapled to the lamppost, and every single lamppost on Cranford Lane was hedged on in like massive letters. And I'm like, wow, you know, I wish I had a camera phone back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was no such thing as social media then. Like, yeah, yeah. the only thing I was on uh, back then was MySpace and High Five. High Five, yeah. And um, yeah, man, that's when it sort of hit me that, wow, you know, this is happening. So, but um, again, I didn't really take it to uh, my advantage where I sort of get spoiled by it, you know, um, because I always have my dad sort of. Um, if I was in large, he'll kick my head and say, mate, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's keeping <laughs> you grounded. You know, that's the time we kicked in, but um, here's the best feeling ever, bro. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about your sort of early gigs. I think the first time I saw you perform was at like Sound um, in Piccadilly. Yeah. And it was, it was years ago. I was at uni then. And I think you were there and um, Juggy D was also playing. So it was kind of like performing. So it was early doors, but... <laughs> How did you feel when you did that first gig where you were the headline? So you were saying that you, you went on the road with Richie Rich yeah. and people were looking at you like this. But when you were the headline and people knew who you were, how was that first gig? Yeah, how did that feel? It was crazy, bro, because um, I didn't actually, because like now, for example, Rishi J. Juggy, mm. um, I've seen them like when I was in uni, I saw them when they broke out. and They set a, start, they set a massive stone into the industry. They, I mean, set a mark, you know, um, that is history. And mm. they done so much for the Asian music industry. And we were like, yeah, do you know what? This is a vibe back then when I wasn't doing music. And then when it was like when I started gigging, and I'll never forget this gig, it was um, Edinburgh Miller. And it was myself, Rishi, Veronica, Juggy. And they had me as a headline. I was like, wow. 
what do you mean? Like, and I didn't know until before, like going on stage, like just as we're walking up, because we're in the dressing room, as we're walking up and this midlar was actually, it was brought into a shopping mall because the weather was so bad. So we were at the back of the shopping mall, ready to go on stage and said, okay, cool. I said, like, okay, am I going on first? Am I opening? It's not age. You're going on, you know, like the headliner said, what? And there's Veronica jugging on, like, I feel bad because these guys are like, my seniors, you know, like, these mm. are, I look up to these guys, how can, this is now, they said they want your headline. I was like, whoa, you know I mean? That's when it hit me, like, um, and then when I went on stage for that gig, it was just like, it's something else, but I'm getting goosebumps now. It's like, yeah, yeah. incredible because um, it was a feeling that is like, you've worked so hard, uh, you've been in the studio releasing music, and now yeah. you, they want you on stage and they're waiting for you, you know? Um, it's a big, it's a big thing, man. It's a massive thing. Mm. I mean, how long does it take typically to release a track? So from moment one, when you've thought of an idea, to yeah. the whole lyric, sound, getting it all ready in studio, to actually releasing it, how long does that take? There's no sort of time. Um, <clears throat> there's no sort of time, man. There's some tracks yeah. like now my like track that sort of kicked off my album, Safdi Jama, um, that was written in 20 minutes. All right. <laughs> you've been sitting there for hours, days, weeks, and you have a mental sort of mind block, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, like when I was working with Rishi, I had the lyrics, but he was in a mind block and he couldn't produce. He was like, I can't do it, H, you know? And mm. I used to get frustrated, which was bringing the patience into me. And there were yeah. times where he was ready, I wasn't ready. So it's, it's a matter of timing, you know? It's a matter of timing, like everything. but. So sometimes, you know what I mean? Like now, I've just, um, I'm at home, obviously, during lockdown. I've set up my mobile studio at home, and I'm just getting instrumentals. The producer are sending me them, like people that I want to work with. Yeah. Doing guide vocals, and I'm sending them. You know I mean, there's some that I've just come up with something quick time, I'll send it. There's some that I've been sitting on for about a week, and I've not got nothing, but there might be something in the middle of the night that I'll come up with. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? But um, my album took, I would give my album took about a year because okay. that was totally fresh creating something. But now music um, is moving so fast with social media. It's, um, you know I mean, it, you need to be on your toes. You need to keep yeah. bang, bang, bang. And that's what's happening, man. But the thing with me, like, I come from an era where I enjoy making my music you now. There was no rush. Even now, I don't want to rush it. I want to do yeah. it, but I feel right, you know? So I mean, now I'm going to have a track coming out in a few weeks from this cross. That's oh, cool. So the video has just been complete for that, doing a nice little lyrical sort of sketch video for that. And I'm ready to just, and I think the biggest thing is like now, because I'm in my mindset, I'm in my mind frame to create and I'm hungry again, um, I'll be more sort of like vocals are here. I mm. this on the vocal, it, send it, done, produce, done, video, done, you know? Yeah. It all depends, man. It just needs to be in the right sort of zone. Yeah, fair enough. And what's pressure in, in your job? Is pressure getting a song out there? Is pressure performing to thousands? Is pressure keeping up your social media activities just so you're keeping that brand going? What, what's pressure? <laughs> you know what? I think pressure, um, a lot of people say, um, I think the biggest pressure, like people say, okay, you know what, H, it must be easy for you, man, because your dad's a singer, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's actually a lot of pressure because they've set such a massive mark in the industry for me to go out and just do something which is ridiculous and people might not appreciate. Um, it's an easy sort of target. People say, do you know what, he's 
that person's son. And he, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's their name. And then obviously it's, it's an easy target kind of thing. So that's a pressure, obviously, but I want to make sure that I do it right. And um, the thing is that like, social media, keeping up with it now, bro, it's, yeah, it's, it is tough, man. I've got two boys, you know, um, sort of prime education age, six. Yeah. Um, so and I've got a family and it's it's quite hands on man keeping up with social media. I'm doing it as much as I can, you know. Yeah. The biggest pressure is like sometimes I find I could call, do you know what, I need to make another song. What can mm. I make? Because you start thinking you and it's it's human nature, you think more as you sort of um, get more involved with your industry. When I was creating my first album, it was just like, you know what, let's just whatever, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. Now because I've released my first album, what I've Obviously, the questions in my mind, what are people expecting from me? Um, should I do this sound? Should I do that sound? But again, you want to be different and you want to be individual. You want people to respect for who you are. Um, so, yeah, man, there's loads of, there's loads of kind of pressure. Yeah. Pressures are important as well, you know? They keep you on your toes and you have to sort of, you have to fight on that. Mm. Do you still enjoy performing after, you know, doing it for X amount of years? Do you still enjoy it? I love it, man. I just put a post today on my Instagram saying that, you know what I mean, soon come this time um, when I'm performing. I love it. That's that's one thing for me. That's my drug. You know, my drug in life mm-hmm. is performing on stage and seeing people dancing and just entertaining. Um, and even, like, I'm so sort of <clears throat> used to travelling. And I've been travelling for the last 12 years non-stop. Man. Like, every maximum I've stayed home, that's probably going to take two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Um, flying here or up north somewhere um, but now I'm like you know what even give me a flight to Manchester I'm down <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's, you know what, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where that travel sort of bug it's got me you know and mm. I, I just love performing man that's 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 trending for me yeah I see your Instagram actually you're always yeah you are always just everywhere aren't you like different countries in three different yeah, days you've done three yeah, countries <laughs> yes it must be weird what what um like today what would you say has been your biggest high and i don't mean like a a a, a, a song that done really well or a, you know it could be like your like your cranford example something similar to that when something's happened and you've just thought this is a huge high like, it could be a performance or something or it could be something someone said or just something different um i think the biggest high for me is um like there's, there's a few man like early stages where I mean, the highs were where my parents gave me that push, you know, that go for it. You know, we're going to back you. Um, you know I mean? That's, I think there's no, there's no bigger high than that when you get your parents' blessing and say, yeah, do you know what, nail it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they have not stopped me once. And they've, um, more than anything, they give me encouragement every day, you know I mean, to do well. And then meeting Rishi is a massive high, man, because working with a guy that you've always wanted to look mm. up I need to work this way, you know. And what yeah. took me as an artist and developed me as an artist, and not only an artist but a person. You know, I mean, he's played a massive role in developing me as a person, um, in certain ways to carry myself and just be. You learn so many things from different people, you know. Like I've learned so much to carry myself from my parents and, mm. and then my whole management team at that time, Waleed. Um, and then yeah, and then obviously just like I mentioned earlier, just driving up my road and seeing my. Name it. Yeah. First gig at Heathrow Park Hotel, ex Heathrow Park Hotel. I don't know what it is yeah. now. 
parking or something. Isn't it? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, man, and then just performing all over the world. You know, I think uh, my first tour as well, like uh, Malaysia, Singapore. Um, and after did that, it? Did it like surprise you, like when you went to Singapore and Malaysia? Did it surprise you that people are actually, I don't know, buying tickets to come or, or buying, you know, getting into this club to watch you perform? Was that kind of weird? It's so crazy because, like, this place that I've been, I've never thought that I'd see Indians, you know. Mm. Um, but more than anything, I think the biggest thing is that I even saw non-Asians that don't mm. understand a word I'm singing or saying, but they're dancing more than what some of our Asian people are dancing. Yeah. <laughs> because I love it because that is true connection to music, you know. Yeah. Understand the language. Um, I mean, music just makes you move. Um, Bangla music, Bangla music, it's just, it's just natural. It's just, you know I mean, you move, you just bust your moves and just have a good time kind of thing. Mm. Uh, just, seeing, just seeing people like that, it's like, wow, you know. Um, mm. Traveling the world, I've done gigs in like, some places, I never thought that there was an Indian community in Portugal or uh, Tenerife, you know. Mm. I've had about four, five hundred people turning up at gigs, just like in a small town like that. I thought, okay, cool, you might get about, say, 50, 100, 100. yeah. yeah. But good four five hundred people there. Wow! They come out of them, you know what I mean? And then mm. places like Kenya has been my biggest market um, recently. No. Um, thousands, man. It's, it's, it's a great vibe. That's great. Yeah. And so, I mean, whenever whenever there's highs, there's obviously undoubtedly lows as well, and that's that's we all have them in 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 all of our careers. Nice. But can you think of a of a particular low that kind of got to you a little bit or affected you? And then importantly, how did you react? How did because obviously it didn't impact you your whole life. It, it, you, you reacted and moved on, but how? Yeah, man. I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you, um, lows have been the hardest thing to battle. You know, um, <clears throat> I've had great times, but when it comes down to lows. Lows in terms of, I think, more than anything, I was getting frustrated with myself because I couldn't get back into that same mind frame to start creating music again. Mm. And it's not, it's not long ago, it's recently, man. I need about to say, um, when I released Clap It, which was a good few years ago, um, I was going through that time then, it's like anxiety, um, depression, because the way it is is that, like, I was on the road constantly for how many years? And that pressure, like come back to pressure, that pressure was on me to release new music. And I was like, yes, I could call working. But then I met a few people which I started working with and then it didn't, it didn't, it didn't come through, you know? I got done over kind of thing, you know? And I was like, wow, um, I never thought that would happen kind of thing. But it's, it's with any business, you know I mean? You do get some sharks that you meet. And, of course. You know what I mean? And you try to be as honest as you can and you do your thing. And it sets you back kind of thing, you know? And it did set me back. Because I'm, um, as, as much as I'm a confident person, um, I'm an emotional person, you know? I've got, I've got a lot of respect for people. And even if I don't know someone and someone needs my help, I'm that kind of person that will say, do you know what, I'm here, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll get emotionally attached to someone so quick because that's just me, you know? I'm just like, I'm everyone's mate, kind of thing. And yeah, I've had lows where um, trying to create music and there were singles that I've done, but um, I mean, there was management issues. And I was getting, I was doing the hard work and I didn't see nothing of it. Um, and there was court cases, which I know, wow. which my signatures are forged. And I'm like, wow, this is taking 
like my bread and Next butter level. Noodle, which I should be feeding my kid. You know, my kid was six months then. But I still don't, it's, I don't know how, but again, man, God, it makes it, he makes it all happen where I still didn't give up. And now look back at it, think, I don't know how I've done it. But um, yeah, I do get those times, you know, it's a massive, massive issue for not only myself, but many people out there, anxiety, mm. just blah, blah. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough sort of, um, you know what I mean, study mm. practice. It's one of those things that you just have to crack it and you have to crack that code. And yeah, man, the lows, have, there's been many lows, no doubt, but now, um, it's not about that, man. It's not about that. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? I've got a future, man. I've got my kids. Mm. I work in the education and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I guess, I mean, during a the lockdown, there might be a lot of people out there who are, you know, feeling a little bit low and stuff. So I think it's important to even virtually surround yourself, I guess, with people that you know well, close. Yeah, even, even with lockdown, man, even like, say, last, last week, I had two days which were mental. You know what I mean? They're just like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. Mm. I was very depressed. I was snapping this and that. But um, it's it's crazy, man. But you just have to sort of be as positive as you can, man. You know? Yeah, I think positivity is that big thing. And just remember, yeah. Uh, what what motivates you? I mean, I, I I think you're gonna probably say your two kids, but like, what motivates you to succeed further? Um, do you know what? I just think just general life, man. Even like like now we're having a conversation, man. Mm. It's great to sort of um, have uh, the likes of yourself who are getting our message out there. You know, what I mean, connecting us with people because we're gonna receive messages off this. I'm gonna yeah. receive this. Fingers crossed. People that don't even know about it. You know what I mean, you might not even know any of my songs or come across my music, but it's great to connect, you know, because um, that's what everyone needs to do, you know. And I think that more than anything, man, it's just uh, just being focused, man. Just like so the kids are just like my world and my wife. My wife's amazing, um, and just my family around me, my mum and dad, my sister, um, mm. and more than anything, the people out there that are listening to my music that are messaging me every day, you know. Yeah, that's I'm very sort of. Um, I connect with them on social media. When they message me, I'm the one that messages back. You know, yeah. I've got someone controlling my um, uh, social media. I control it myself. Mm. And I think that's the most important. Thing. It's really good. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's the most important. That's what keeps me motivated. You know, mm. uh, stuff like that. And what's the dream for you now? You've obviously had albums. You've had songs. You've had. You know, you've you've collaborated with massive sort of British Asian and and and, and Indian kind of artists. What's the dream for you now? Now, I need to get some more music out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's it, man. I'm just going just gonna to literally, man, just do my thing. Um, I'm very happy where, like, I've got my kids in school that I want. That's a massive thing for me. Like, I've set a home, um, or a beautiful place for the family. Everyone's happy, everyone's settled. Um, that's my personal life, you know? Yeah. And, my like, business life, music life, I need to make more music, man. I just need to sort of um, create some monster albums and just get out of there, gig, and travel the world and just make people smile, man. Make people dance, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I was, I was going to end there, but you, when you said dance, that's just reminded me of something. All your performances are very energetic. And even now, when I see you Instagramming from weddings and stuff like that, where you're performing, you are moving about, man. Like, oh, why, why is that you? What, what is it about that? Is that, is it that energy just natural, even after? Because I've noticed, after three or four days of gigs, you must be knackered, yet you find that inner energy. Mate, I tell you, do you like with gigs and stuff, like I've done, uh, this New Year's Eve gone, and 
Secretary. I was in Mombasa on the 20, I was in Nairobi on the 28th, 30th, I had a gig in Mombasa, literally straight from stage, straight to the airport. Wow. Nairobi. I was back for 31st. For 30th, <laughs> wow. 31st, I had a gig in Manchester, Manchester to London, London to Birmingham. Wow. And, like, literally, I don't know if I think it was about 25, 30,000 miles in about, say, four year hours, body yeah. mind. And I loved it. I could have done another gig, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Yeah, man, it's a buzz, bro. It's like... Yeah. Adrenaline gets you through. Even when I'm on the road and I'm tired, like, even like my tour managers, um, I've got a couple of guys that take me on um, gigs and stuff to try and say, hey, you've been sleeping all the way. How have you just like got up and just like... Bang, you know, yeah, yeah. But, um, I think, you know what? It's, it's that... It's that sort of buzz, you know, and that that for me, when I know that stage is there, um, mm. I'll be there. So, yeah. If there was one tip you could give to someone young growing up who likes music, uh, maybe has done a little bit, like you said, you you know, this, who who does the mirror, you know, in front of the mirror every day, what would your advice be to them? Um, I would say, do you know what? Um, just act out your dreams, man. Just be real to what you do. Um, and just whatever it is, if it's music or if it's um, art, any sort of art or even football or anything you do, just give it your best, man. And just be real, you know. Don't be out there to sort of um, like do anyone over kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And just just be true to yourself, man. You know what I mean? And sort of have your own sort of lane, man, you know. Um, yes, you have your idols, you have people that you look up to, but don't try to copy them in terms of be a replica set your own sort of lane that's what i would say man um, you know what i mean and just just be happy man whatever you do just be happy i don't do it because you think you have to do it kind of thing you know i mean you need to be sort of solid in what you want to do yeah i think that's that's great advice and i think we'll we'll leave it on that note so h i mean thank you thank you for giving up time this evening and thank you for coming on and and just sharing your wisdom really and your experience i think it'll be really helpful to so many people Good vibes, man. It's honestly, thank you so much. You know what I mean, um, you hit me up, and um, this is like for us, man. Like for artists like myself, um, this is the least we can do, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Just hit me up. Um, mm. Thank you so much. And, I appreciate it, man. I can't wait until uh, lockdown's over so we can start to see music there. And whatever pe- music people are into, I'm sure they just want to see their artists out there again. And, and I, I certainly can't wait. You go to the Emirates, bro. Obviously. Yeah, and well, yeah. I, you can, I uh, football. Oh my god! Um, I yeah, I that is that is hurting me. No football is absolutely hurting me, but it'll be back one day. Be back. <laughs> cool. Cheers, mate.